0: All right, how's it going? It's me. I'm back. It was not just a once off. It was not just a flesh in the pen. It was not just a bad dream. This is episode two of Tony Campbell's shit show and um I gotta say thank you so much. thank you so much for uh for this grassroots campaign. To uh, get my show on the fucking top of the charts. So I'm just going to pour myself some coffee here. Mm. That always goes down smooth. If you ever see someone, I'm I'm using a cafetiere here. Because you may as well know. I'm using a, a French press. And I'm not just talking about pushing Pierre in the fucking Seine. No, I'm talking about a coffee uh, utensil. If um, you ever see someone with a cafetiere, they've put their coffee granules in, they've put their hot water in, they've waited about 30 seconds, and then they are using every bit of force they have just to push it down. Hey, guys, let it stew. huh? Like uh, the baby out of family guy, let it stew. Huh? Just let it stew, guys. If you push it too hard now, it's not going to percolate. And, uh, you know, my wife's, hey, my wife's the coffee snob. I'm just an accomplice, huh? We have fun. Um, But thank you very much, guys, for your very kind uh, words about the... Um Sorry, I, I can't keep putting my mug down. It's going to make a sound. If you're looking for a real fucking mug, when you're looking to a mirror, you're mad. Um, here we are. So that's, hopefully, that won't make too much of a noise. Um, yeah, guys, thank you very much for reaching out and letting me uh, know that you like the podcast. I had a lot of nice people saying a lot of nice things. I had people saying, "Hey, I didn't even see the toy show. I don't even know what a fucking toy is." Um, and said that they enjoyed the show regardless. And you know, I obviously put it out on the sosh put it out on the sosh You know, but uh, I wasn't saying things like, "Hey guys, please can you, you know, fucking let everyone know," and can you? Um, this is this is the biggest humble brag coming here. Uh, no, but it wasn't something I was like, "Guys, I'd love to see this get to the top of the charts," but just it fucking did. It was up there, up there with the greats. I almost almost had the uh had the chance to unsheathe the two johnnies from their top spot yeah (laughs) i ran out of analogies there um but it's nice to be in good company nice to see me up there with my peers blind boy he's a peer of mine um i'm i hope uh, you know i'm saying that in a you know in a smuggy way because um Obviously, I hold him to great, uh, great esteem. Uh, I'm not saying that like he's beneath me or any of these people are uh, in the world. We're all doing our thing. And uh, it's a it's a booming time for Irish comedy. Just a very underrepresented one, you know. Um, But anyway, here we are. Episode two, the sophomore slump. Huh? Hmm. I'm going to keep making those noises until you respond. Huh? The sophomore slump. Got myself a pop, pop, pop filter, even though you weren't having to go last week. But I was conscious of the harsh peas. Um, I tell you, it was like blo- It was like uh, get, having a, it was uh, it was like it was like eating a roast that was two weeks old. Uh, peas peas are very harsh. The Peas are very harsh. No way, hang on, that's that shite. Um, it was like being bullied by a frozen veg. The peas are very harsh. I'm fucking, I am on fire today. So you're in luck. Uh, But the sophomore, the, the difficult second album, you know, a lot of people were like, what is it? What even are you doing? Do you review things? Is that what you do? Are you just chatting shite for 30 minutes to 45? And I don't know. I don't know. I suppose we're going to find out that organically together. But I I do have to admit, uh, because these were so sound, I did feel a lot of pressure for this episode. You know, you can call this one Sam's Town, huh? Hmm? You're not responding. You know, if you want to consider the first one uh, Hot Fuss, the first Killers album, well, you can call this one Sam's Town. Yeah? Um, Which actually fucking had some bangers on it. You know, uh, you had When You Were Young, which, not to brag, guys, uh, is a song I used to be able to complete 100% on Extreme on Guitar Hero. Um, and I tell you, oh, one of my greatest memories of all time was playing uh, on hard, now, mind you, not extreme, uh, du hast, uh on hard in front of a group of people. And that's a tricky one because it requires a lot of up, Strokes and down strokes Do Do hast Do hast Just means you hurt me Doesn't it? You You hurt You hurt me People are going to be like, actually, man, it doesn't mean that. It means it's actually fucking... Eh, it's actually to do with the fucking concentration camps. Or whatever. Maybe it's not. But anyway, Samstown had some good records. Um, I was looking it up here because uh, I have a screen here for some notes. You know, I'd like to make this feel organic. Like I'm just... Like you're browsing with me online. And uh, Samstown Town uh, had... Why am I talking about Sam's Town? Does anyone know? Anyway, it has some great tunes. Um, What was also given in the year 2010 by Rolling Stone, rated number one most underrated album of the decade. And the fucking Clemson Rolling Stone only gave it two stars. So who are you blaming? Who are you blaming? Anyway, guys, this is... um, Yeah, that's as good an intro as any. This is Tony Campbell's shit show. me? Have you done all? Have you got all your bits? Huh? Have you got all your bits, dad? Daddy? Any spare bits going? Do you, have you got all your bits? Have you been up and down? I tell you, I've been up and down the Grafton Quarter. I am exhausted. I had to get a rickshaw to the Lewis to a taxi home. Uh. Eh... Uh, um, I don't mind the graphing quarter and I'll tell you why. Um, people who, so for people who don't know, um, in Dublin, our main shopping street, which is already a fucking cookie cutter replica of every, uh, you know, European high street. I can't tell you how many times I went interrail, well, I went interrail twice, so there I can't tell you, but how many times while interrailing uh, we'd show up in a major European and be like, I didn't even say city there. That's him. We'd show up in a major European and um, basically, um, no, we'd show up in a major European city and just be like, oh my God, this is like Graffin Street. We're like 18, 19. Oh my God, guys, it's like Graffin Street. Did they like, steal the idea? So Graffin Street's already a copy of all these shopping uh, streets. Um, but to call it the Graffin Quarter, I like, right? I like new words that show you... I like. I like... When people start adapt adopting the new word, I'm like, okay, you call it Grafton Quarter. Good to know. You took the soup. You took the pill. Right? You're one of those guys who calls it the Grafton Quarter. You and me are done now professionally. It's good to have this distinction. You know? Um, I'm still going to call it Grafton Street. I'm still calling the fucking... I, I'm also conscious. I was swearing far too much far too much last uh, last episode. I'm still going to call it the Grafton Street and I'm also still calling the Aviva Lansdowne Bloody Road. So what do you think of that? I'm still calling it that and I'm still calling, I still call it the Point Depot, the O two three 2 Three Arena, whatever it's called now, the Point Depot. I'd be like getting in a taxi saying, take me to the Point Depot, please. I'm seeing my peers Um Fucking whoever. uh, I can't even think of a big uh, comedian. I'm going to go see Bill Burr, one of my peers, at the Point Depot taxi man. Please take me there. And he's driving around and he's like, it's not coming up on Google. And I'm like, well, you'll find it. It's the Point Depot. And he's like, mate, I'm just going to level with you here. It's 60 quid here on the fucking, on the fair. We can keep going round and round. What is this place called? The Point Depot. I'll die before I call it the Three arena. Um So I like the fact that we have people saying. But also, whatever, it's a it's a Grafton Quarter. You know, it's also not that big of a deal. It's just a sign, you know. And all those little streets that you can't name. I had one off Grafton Street. I know the other one off Grafton Street. Sorry, I don't know their names. It's all the Grafton Quarter, whatever, you know. But I'm still going to call it Grafton Street. Um, oh, you know that? Bloody night rider outside, some bloody fella on a motorcycle. What is it with, now here we go again here, one of my classic roasts, right? Uh, what What's the deal with these taxi, with, not taxi, what's the deal with these motorcyclists? Um, are they trying to dress like a wasp? <laughs> are you, sorry mate, are you wearing clothes and a helmet and doing your bike up so you're looking like a wasp? Because that's what you look like. So buzz off mate. Hey, uh, if you want to, and here, if you're, yeah, if you want, uh, you want to listen to some music, listen to Sting. <laughs> if you, hey, who, hey, <laughs> hey, motorcycle guy, are you a wasp? Um, and if you're listening to music, listen to Sting. <laughs> Can't well, it goes off on two wheelers. Um, so guys, I'll be honest, I don't know what this podcast is you know but i really did enjoy actually re- reviewing the toy show uh last last week you know i liked i like breaking it down step by step um and giving it a bit of a star rating so look we're we're in the silly season now um and i do want to talk a bit about that but i i um, i came in last night um oh my god after hitting the mic um i tell you it's like bloody uh walking in on 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 a Jackson with your son, I hit the mic and I said no that's horrible. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that. Well, speaking of which, let me tell you a little boy he didn't touch apparently. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> uh something I like to say um when my wife or or, or, or someone is um is a bit quiet. Um I'd say something like, uh, cheer up there, Macaulay sulking, is something I'd say. And immediately they, they wake up, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. I'm so happy. Um, so I, I rewatched Home Alone. Um, uh, of course, you know, I watched the uh, Netflix show, the movies that made us. Big fan of the toys that made us as well, which was the first one. And basically they're little mini documentaries, they're very well cut very quick there's a lot of editing in the gags um no gags in the editing um and it's a really good show but the original show is that on netflix they go through uh, iconic toys whether it's barbie or teenage mutant Ninja turtles uh, star trek star wars wrestlers so pretty much you know pretty much my best friends being a, a chubby child to divorce uh, being spoiled rotten uh I had everything. But I'll talk about that in, in another in another episode. Um or maybe on the upcoming uh live episode when you know because pretty much in December all you can do is talk about Christmas and I wouldn't have it any other way. But one of the other shows they do is the movies that made us, and this is they only have four out. One is Dirty Dancing, one is Ghostbusters, the other is Die Hard, and the other is um Home Alone and uh watching that just made me fall in love with the film again let me tell you how hungover i was recently right i was so hungover that i was thinking about the ending of home alone where the old man hugs his grandkid and i start crying i was thinking about it and i start welling up hmm. da, 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 da. Da, 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 Kevin, I'm so sorry. Kevin, run from Home Alone 2. And I was so hungover, I was just thinking about that. And I was whimpering. I had to hide it from from Kevin McGarren. Kevin was driving us back from Tremor. We had a fantastic time in Tremor, I have to say. Uh, myself and Kevin, Hugh Cooney, um, the the Blizzards were performing as well and the lads from TPM, all a sound bunch of lads. I was I knew Hugh and and uh and and Kevin of course is a is a pal of mine. But uh it was a wonderful show. Uh and Waterford Whispers News as well. Uh and it was a, a wonderful show. Tenth anniversary of the Waterford Whispers News uh in aid of Pieta House and it was a lovely show. Um but they do this thing uh they it was loved There was a green room you know backstage and normally comedians you know they might have a couple of bottles of beer or whatever left for them you know but we wouldn't really have anything like in terms of a writer um a writer is like when you list all the things that you deserve because you're better than everyone so you know um that's really some musicians can be a lot more confident with that i think comedians tend to be like well i ain't worth shit if there's a toilet nearby i'm fine but, um, no, I'm only, I'm only have a little gentle rib. Um, but anyway, um, they went all out because, um, you know, the blizzards were there. Brezzy was there. And I met Brezzy. He's a sound lad. Um, very, very nice, engaging. Speaks to you while facing forward. Do you know what I mean? His shoulders face yours when he talks to you. Um, and I got to tell you, the, the, nothing can prepare you. Nothing can prepare you for meeting Brezzy. I was... I I felt like a damsel. I felt like I was wearing one of those big parachute skirts. And I had gloves going up to my elbows. You know? I felt like a damsel. Because when he walked in, I swooned and hit the fucking floor. I hit the floor. This guy. Is a a nice looking man. And they were... uh, But also, you know, I don't want to objectify him. Um, He gets it all the time. Uh, But... There was one part where he was saying to the rest of the band, who were also sound Soundbunch. Uh, he was like, right, so, well, there was a bunch of Pieta House t-shirts in a box. And he was like, ah, well, you know, I suppose we're playing here, you know, in aid of Pieta House. You know, it's a charity important to everyone. And he's like, Oh well, will we put on one of these t-shirts? And the lads were like, ah, oh, I don't know. Um, and he's like, yeah, well, we, will, we, will we change into one of these t-shirts? And I was immediately, yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, why don't you, <laughs> you just take it off? Why don't you just take it off? Why don't you just take off a shirt? And um, if you want to put on another shirt, great. But you maybe just take that one off and you put another one on. And, um, you know, uh, he did. And let me tell you something about this motherfucker's chest. You could break a pool table off this guy's chest. Never mind a cue. And you could blast him with fucking eight balls. And I doubt he'd even feel it. Uh he's a jacked man he's huge huge jacked man is prezzy and i realize now i have severed our friendship forever after uh hammering on about him for for so long so sorry about that but anyway there was booze in the green room and i drank it i had it i had it all but luckily i was able to get out just before um you know, it was, I had about two hours of good, solid free booze, and, and it was very sound of them uh, in the Ritz in Tremor uh, to, 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 to put us up, or not to put us up, but to, you know, whatever, fill us up full of booze. But I had to do a little Irish goodbye after I found myself uh, in the middle of deep conversation with a group of, not even conversation, I would say educating four people around a table about how feasibly. And scientifically, the queen could, in fact, be a lizard. So, which, to be fair, if you've listened to my other podcast, is something I could talk—I would talk about uh, at length sober. And if you want a whole episode on that, I'd be happy to break down exactly what the Chitahuri are, all about the interdimensional reptilian bloodlines. But I'm not talking about that now, right? We're not getting into it. But I was there educating and breaking down with potentially future employers, you know that the queen anyway I ended up then going back uh, to the hotel and before we left the hotel the very nice receptionist uh, he was like hey just let you know uh, this hotel closes at 12 but here's a little card uh, if you want to call that and we'll let you back in um, lost the fucking card so didn't have the, the card so went back couldn't find any door that was open so I uh, I started fucking banging on the. I was banging on the door, and I was shouting through a little keyhole, like a tiny keyhole. Hole, and I was trying to like, you know, like make my lips the size of the keyhole for maximum sound, and I was shouting, "Excuse me, hello!" <laughs> like I, I was. There was nothing else that was giving me to fear the next day as much as that. But anyway, I was shouting for about two minutes and banging on the door. And then then this nice guy opened the door and he's like, all right. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, I forgot the number. And he kind of like takes a step out with me, points to about a millimeter from where I was shouting through the tiny keyhole and in massive writing was the fucking mobile number. So sorry for the uh, sorry to the lovely staff of the Sands Hotel in Tremorne. Uh, I would have to rate the uh, the the overall stay, five stars. The staff, a whopping seven stars for their very helpful nature. And the food, four stars. The bacon was a little bit salty. But anyway, the following morning, I didn't show Kevin, but uh, I was whimpering to myself, thinking about the ending of Home Alone. The old man and his granddaughter, it's a... It's a lovely, lovely thing. My name is John Turrod. This is MasterChef, and it's a lovely, lovely thing. Anyway, Home Alone. Um, a few criticisms. Now, well, no, there's no criticisms. And, in fact, I'm not going to go through the fucking thing. You know what happens in Home Alone. Um, of course, this is a five-star film. This is the arguably the greatest film of all time. It is the greatest Christmas film of all time. It it shows you the magic of Christmas without anything to do with the presents, um, you know, but I have to I have to point something out something. I never thought that Home Alone would age badly. You know, I actually do think that some of the violence in Home Alone 2 goes beyond cartoon and it's just a little bit excessive. That's just my opinion. It doesn't have the same sort of. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a little. Yeah, whatever. Fucking whatever. I don't want to talk about it anymore. See, I used to get bored of myself and I want to move on. But I'll tell you something that didn't age very well. Kevin's father. We're talking about Peter McAllister, the father. This is Peter McAllister, the father. Um, Peter McAllister, he's a bit of a mansplainer. Um, he talks down to his wife quite a lot. His wife is running the whole show. You know, she is taking charge of this massive gaff. You know, she obviously has a feeling, you know. So first and foremost, they're on the flight and he's like, no, it's fine. We got everything. We got everything. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Oh, did we leave something on? No. The, The garage door. Oh, yeah. No, that was the garage door. No, stop worrying. You know, and then she's like, iconically, Kevin, Kevin. And then it cuts back to them on the flight later on. And he's like, look, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fucking fine. Like, I know there's elements. I know, no, this is not a gender thing. But I know that sometimes in a relationship, there could be dynamics where one person might get a little, might be a bit more worried than the other person. And rightfully so. It's a, You left a fucking kid in a massive gaff who you don't even trust to go down to the basement, right? So for you to be like, I'll be fine. I'll be grand though. I'll be grand though. Isn't helping anyone, right? You need to appreciate, communicate to your wife here appreciate the fact that she's terrified you know but then later this is what really pissed me off is peter McAllister is like they're in france and he's like um they say oh the flight and she's like no that's friday i can't leave my son until friday i need to get back now and she is resilient and then he ends up getting that flight right and then when he arrives at the same time as her He was like, huh, we got that flight you didn't want to take. And she's like, oh, oh, you got like what? Rubbing it in. Hey, I was right and you were wrong. I know you were in a fucking van with a bunch of skinny deadbeat dads. Also, by the way, I didn't realize how you know. like, oh, we're bad parents. You know, we're bad parents. Fucking Murphy over there hasn't fucking seen his kid, you know, ever. And all this stuff, you know, they really are a bunch of deadbeat dads anyway. Peter McAllister, you need to stop fucking mansplaining to your gorgeous wife. She's a lovely woman. I thought I'd have more material on that. It turns out out I didn't. Anyway, Peter McAllister, you're a dickhead. You're a bad father. You're a piece of shit. And I'm glad Tony Soprano smacked the fuck out of you. Um, No, he didn't, actually. No, he was the crooked cop. I'm thinking of the mayor. Anyway, no Sopranos spoilers, please. Let me tell you something else. When Kevin sits down to his mac and cheese and it's nine o'clock and he doesn't get to eat that mac and cheese and the burglars arrive, the wet bandits show up. That is the biggest food blue balls I've ever experienced. That's even taking into account the film Chef. Him not eating that has given me the biggest food blue balls in the history of film. Um. Also, a little observation the airline member who's doing tick, 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 tick. no, there's no flights. Tick, 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 tick. No, I'm so sorry. Tick, tick, tick. No, there's no flights to whatever. Where are they? They're in Scranton, which we all know from the US office. Uh, that airline guy is the same guy, or at least looks the exact same as the shitty Tic Tac Santa. Or just everyone had the same glasses in the 90s. This is riveting stuff, Tony Cantwell. Uh, and of course then uh, the ending, uh, Waterworks. Anyway, I didn't, this is not a full breakdown of Home Alone. Just watched it again recently and realized Peter McAlter is a piece of shit. Um, I wish Kevin got to eat the mac and cheese. And they were double dipping on the shit Santa and the chap who worked in fucking Aer Lingus or whatever. I also wrote down here, ending, waterworks, literally. Hey, wet bandits, are you in my eyes? Because I'm crying. Home Alone, five stars. But I did watch a other Christmas classic, um, The Snowman. Now, because we have lost the sitting room, because people and families don't sit together and watch things. Because people are watching streaming. Which also, do you know what? I I, I, I did radio before. I did. Myself and Kevin did this thing um, in St. Patrick's Hospital. Um, where we were just doing the radio for an hour. And it is so high pressure for about 80 people listening total. And there's so many things you can't do. And I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say one's better than the other, but the reins that are on the, a medium that doesn't have the same reach is 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 dumbfounding to me. You know, the idea that there's just so much pressure and you have to say this and you can't say that and there's so much not in your control and you have to just be. Now, it's a skill like us two, come from a kind of podcasting environment. We were just we ended up finding ourselves just doing impressions of, hey, now it's Kevin and Tony, it's Tony and Kevin and. You know, we had to be told by our lovely producer, Sarah, to... Hey, why don't you just fucking calm down, you know? But anyway, um, what was he talking about? The Snowman. People don't sit down. I, I couldn't fathom a 18-year-old or 19-year-old sitting down to watch the 1982 classic animated film, The Snowman. Probably because the fucking animation in this thing is so bad... I personally believe that this generation of children can't even see it. I'd say they would look at this like a dog looks at the TV. You know when you point at a TV and you're like, look, another dog. Rascal, look, there's another dog in the telly. And he looks at the dog and he just like what do you what do you fuck what are you pointing at? I don't like you know. I personally I personally believe that US Americans um don't even couldn't even see the snowman. But anyway, the snowman if you don't know is uh this classic it looks done it looks like it's done with a coloring pencil uh about a child a lonely child who finds a snowman and I had a few observations from it one I'm so glad that they have bowie as the intro bowie comes out from, and this is the only live action part bowie comes out from the attic and he's like we spent all our summers by the sea and um, all our winters here and i remember it was snowing and uh, It was the most snow I'd ever seen. And I I built a snowman. And he he gave me this scarf. And I mean a real one. A real snowman. And it was maybe just a freaky dream. Um, And he takes out the scarf. And the snowman is on the scarf. This snowman is given merch. Right? He's given his own merch. Is he on tour? Imagine that. Hey, look. A load of pictures of me on it. I suppose it is a. Lo- it was it was a lovely memento. Um. Anyway, the first thing I remember is kids getting dressed, getting ready to go out and play in the snow, and you see the kids arse, and that's the thing you don't see much anymore these days. And you know, I want to say for good reason, but you remember the film "The War of the Buttons"? There is a scene in that where a bunch of lads to scare off the other group of lads stand on a big fucking dolman and shake their dicks at the kids at the other kids. And there is nothing, like, I'm sure the people who are into that sort of thing, for the wrong reason, you know, fucking wore out their VHS copies of it. I'm so sorry. That's a horrible, I might even edit that out. But, you know, there's a level of fucking innocence, whatever. The kid just has his arse out. The kid just has his dick out. You know, he's not too you know, at the end of the day, when did it get so puritanical? You know, this is another thing. I, I, You know, no, I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. I I was going I I I was no I'm not getting into that no 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 not getting into that anyway I'm not going to get into this too much anyway but an observation is you see the kid's arse and he puts his jeans on the whole purpose of pants is that they are piss protectors for your jeans that is the only purpose of a of a of, of a boxer speaking of which you see the Joshua Ruiz match oh man I had it fucking ten to. Fucking Ruiz Yeah we were watching the The boxing over the weekend And I tell you I was burning the ear Off Lads And I actually I, I wrote down something I said And this is from something That I don't know at all This is this is how you spot someone Who doesn't know anything about boxing I remember saying to someone um, To a chap called Ryan I said I Tell you man As important as it is To have Joshua as a role model For these kids you got to think of what the people of Mexico How they're getting behind Ruiz Fucking shy talk um. And I tell you There was a bunch of lads In front of us We were watching the match It was fucking rammed I'm never going out In Dublin On a Saturday Ever again uh, And there was a bunch of lads In front of us And these lads Were tough boys These lads Were 90% Neck They had Tight fades Going all the way up From their arse To a little cap On the top of their heads And They were drinking bottles they were drinking bottle after bottle of Miller Genuine Draft. They were scooters, Siberia. Uh, no, they, these lads—they um, were drinking bottle after bottle of Coors Light. And obviously, I was talking last week about how you can better maintain your pace if you're on the bottles and you're not on the pints. But these lads—they must have had about sixteen bottles um, between the, the two, the three of them and one of the lads was at the bar and I saw all of this because they were literally right in front of me and this was a massive TV and this chap's neck fucking covered the whole thing Um, but this lad went up to the bar to get a pint or he accidentally bought a pint of coarse Light and gave it back to the lad and he was like no more drinking that get a bottle get a bottle returned it so this guy was clearly confident you know what I mean Confident with his mate to be like, do that for me now, and the other mate to be like, here, fucking exchange that now. Like they're not going to pump that back in. You know what I mean? That's gone now. And I was just thinking, how? What's the most appropriate way to say, hey, "Excuse me, madam," um, before you pour it down the sink? Uh, can you can? Uh, I'm a sink. Give it. Uh, can I have? Can I have your rubbish? Can I have your rubbish, please? Uh you can call me the wheelie bin because I wheelie, wheelie, wheelie want that pint. <laughs> <coughs> and you can call me the bin because you're fucking, I'm the rubbish. You can put the rubbish in me. Um, when is it acceptable to say, hey, can I have your rubbish? You know, we're trying to pass things on. You know what I mean? And things just end up going in the bin. Give me that pint of cores. I didn't need it anyway. I didn't need it. If I was talking that shit about fucking Ruiz and Joshua, I didn't need that shit. Anyway, sure. Um, what was I saying? Whatever water buttons, lads getting their dicks out. How lads? Anyway. Uh, so the man and dad, I realised, to this kid in the Snowman, the nineteen eighty two uh, quote unquote classic, uh, look identical. Uh, they look like brother and sister. They look like Millhouse's parents, not like them, but you know they look. I, to make clearly, they probably maybe didn't feature in the original picture book. And so they're like, oh, shit, we need to give this cunt to some parents. So we're going to make them look exactly like him. So I believe these man dad are related. And that's why this kid has no friends, is the fact that they ran away. They eloped. Do you hear that? My little nephew, Daniel, next door. Um, anyway, sure. So this chap runs out. He uh, he runs out, makes a snowman, and he's rolling the ball. You know, he's he's he's. You think he's trying to do the classic fucking airplane mode again? Um, you think he's trying to do the classic? You know, which looks nothing like a man. The classic snowman, the three balls. Yeah, what are my legs? A big ball? Are they? You idiot! My legs are legs. So either give me legs or get off the pot. And you can get that embroidered onto a pillow. You can put that in papyrus font on a magnet. Give me legs, not a ball, or get off the pot. Anyway, um, this lad does not make the classic snowman. Uh, He makes a big tall thing with legs and arms and a big head. And controversially, instead of a carrot, puts a fucking mandarin on the cunt. Puts a mandarin nose. How's he going to get it in there? It's just going to fall out. I tried that. I remember trying that. Saying, ma'am, can I have a mandarin? And She goes, you know, it's round. It's not going to stay in there. I say, if you. I don't want to lose my cap, ma'am. Just get the fucking mandarin. Anyway, the kid runs uh, into the gaff, gets his dad's hat and scarf. Fucking airplane mode. Guys, I'm so sorry. I just need to have this on mute. Here we go. Um, runs in, gets his hat, his dad's hat and scarf, puts it on this thing. And I'm going to tell you something now. If that, and the mother gives it to him, if my wife gave our son my coss hat and scarf or my Norse Projects hat, uh, there's going to be, I might, I'm, we, we could be having a divorce. You didn't give me coss, babes, did you? On a fucking snowman. Anyway, I would divorce the mother I have written here. Anyway, he leaves the snowman. He has the snowman facing outwards. He obviously doesn't want the snowman looking at him. Maybe there's deeper psychological problems there. He can't have people looking at him. Uh, the dad's making toast by the fire. Um, and then in the kid, the kid has a has, he goes to bed. So that's the whole thing. Is it a dream? Is it a dream? Is this whole experience of what's to come a dream? Uh, also, I had a little observation here. The kid has um, planes... Hanging like little Spitfires before social media, before we were obsessed with celebrity, chaps were just fucking mad into planes, and I think people should be into planes. There's engineers and stuff like that, you know. But you don't see that much anymore. You know, kids being like, "I just want to talk about planes." Uh, well, the Spitfire has and has a rotary blade blah, blah blah blah. You know, you don't see that anymore. Now it's like Paw Patrol. I'm a ninja. You know, if someone was into planes now, you'd be like, he's very brave. He's a very brave boy. Um. Anyway, I don't want to, um, I don't want to talk about here. An- anyway, sure, yeah, anyway, contra- controversially, the nose is a Mandarin, not a carrot, three exclamation marks, Uh, not a traditional, quote unquote, SM, I wrote in Snowman. Anyway, the snowman comes to life. Ah! And he comes in And I just can't stop thinking, right? This is just me. We've had a couple of, we've had a couple of leaks. We've had just issues with things in the gaff. Um, We've had a lot of issues in things in the gaff here. We've had issues with the washing machine. We've had issues with the dishwasher. Um, Are you like me, guys? Do you often confuse the two? Are you often like, uh, um, yeah, I'm just going to put some plates in the washing machine. And you're like, oh, oh, like, well, they're going to (laughs) break. Do you mean the dishwasher? (laughs) Because they're going to break. I'm just going to put some clothes in the dishwasher. Uh, okay, um, if if your trousers are actually a cup, <laughs> anyway. Um, so I was so it's on the brain the fact that we've had a, a few too many puddles. I've had to clean up. We've had to put down the good towels. Myself and my darling partner Terry have had to put down the towels, and we have this kind of PTSD. We hear the sound of running water, you know, you know, that? the sound of it hitting tile. Um, that sort of sound exactly like that hitting tile, and we're like, "Oh my god, another flood!" Um, so when I saw this cunty snowman walking around the uh, kitchen, I was like, "This motherfucker is going to be leaving puddles everywhere. The dad is going to snot himself, because the dad's obviously quite old. The man looks pretty old as well. Um, because well, you uh, the this dad, this elf has dentures." He's got a seven-year-old child. He's got dentures. Clearly he's been eating too much fucking toast by the fire. Um, And apparently crisps are worse worse for you for your teeth than sweets. So there you have it. Um, Anyway, so... Is this interesting? Is this interesting to anyone? (laughs) Is this the worst piece of content? Right, We're already at 40 odd minutes. Okay. Anyway, the alpha has dentures. So he's obviously an old man. Maybe he eloped with his sister. Maybe he pulled a fucking Woody Allen. Um, Anyway, that's a fucking horrible image. But anyway, I just kept thinking this boy needs to be running around with a mop because this snowman is sopping up the kitchen. Anyway, um, he dances with the boy. The boy just wanted a friend, I wrote. And then I remember this kid is meant to be David Bowie. It's meant to be David Bowie having a freaky dance with a snowman. And I remember I remember, he put in my dad's dentures and I thought that was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Um, I mean, you're going to come out with some cra- you're going to just be a crazy star man, aren't you? If this happened to you. But anyway, then we uh, this uh, the snowman and the kid, they have a little dance. They have a little boogie. And the kid gets on a bike. No, the, the snowman. So also the snowman, they, they go into the bedroom of the parents and they start dressing up in the dad's clothes, obviously getting them really wet, ruining his car hearts, ruining his costs, ruining his uh, penguin uh, menswear. Hashtag gifted. And um, oh, and the, the the young fella just hangs him up again. Guy's going to go in there and be like, did me fucking car are soaking? Um, and then he steals the guy's, um, uh, motorbike, uh, goes on a joyride, starts chasing after a horse, um, and also I have, a, I wrote in here, hot take, joyriders aren't bad. Now, I will say this, there needs to be a level of responsibility, um, but I, I often, I often think, I might, I might have been considered a quote unquote good boy, um, Sorry, I had a burp there that was going for about five minutes. Uh, I might have been considered a quote-unquote good boy because I grew up in a fairly good area um, and I didn't really have... I, you know, there was, you know, fairly organised... It was kind of an estate, you know, in, in Merino. And, uh, you know, it was a nice area, you know. There was no one... There was no opportunity for any significant crime. There wasn't really many criminals going around or there wasn't just people who had to resort to crime. But, like, I know people who they would get a text on their phone and the lads would be like, hey, we're, we 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 took this car. We're going to go driving around. You know, do you want? We'll pick you up. So, But I never got those texts and I never had anyone showing up outside my door. That doesn't make me a good boy. You know what I mean? I just didn't have the opportunity to do crime. It's not, you know, I'm not I'm making a fucking, gra- you know, it's on. This isn't some brand new point here, but I'm just. People who, who who do these things are tempted to do them. They have, they have the opportunity in front of them. It doesn't make you a fucking bad person, you know. Where are the community centres. Anyway, um, but anyway, they return from joyriding on this old lad's bike. And then the classic. We're walking in the air. Flying with the fucking kid. And this is where the animation gets really bad. It looks fucking shite. Um It looks really, really bad. Uh, it's all just this pencil stuff. Like if I, I I honestly think if I showed it to a child, if I showed them fucking uh, oh, I don't need to be swearing so much. If I showed them Big Hero Six and showed them this, they'd watch for about five minutes and be like, right, when is the movie starting? Um I'm talking about kids. Um they're flying, yeah. guys. They're flying, and also, I I'm very good with my years. I know when things come out, right? I know when film, films come out. Throw a film at me, I bet you I can get get the year. Um, but this came out. The Snowman was on ITV, I think. Um, I think it debuted on ITV, or maybe it was BBC. But anyway, it used to be on ITV, UTV here. Um. What you're thinking, you fucking tan, it's UTV, you fucking Clem, anyway the 26th of December, 1982 The Snowman was released the same exact day, as the film E.T. is that sorry what, what a coincidence was there a bit of corporate espionage going where the boys in um, fucking Amblin in uh, BBC. Checking out. Hey. They're doing a flying boy. Let's do a flying boy. Isn't that mad? Two iconic flying boy scenes. On the exact same day. Isn't that mad? I think that's mad. I tell you. You, you, you couldn't move. For the flying boys that day. It was December. The 26th of December. There was loads of flying boys. Ha ah, ah, hey, ah, hey, hey! Say do you remember? Hey, hey flying boy, December, et the snowman had a flying boy. Uh, I also wrote down Welsh boys. Why are Welsh boys so good at singing? Uh, hey, Dr. doctor, doctor, um, I, I feel like I'm a Welsh singer. Is that strange? Uh, It's not unusual. It's a joke I read yesterday. Um, Anyway, I I need to ramp this up here. Snow people and Santa. He arrives in the North Pole. Santa is fucking jacked. He's got hands like shovels. Uh, He immediately hugs Santa. This, uh, I don't like people's... Um, No, no, sorry. I don't even know what fucking side of the fence on this, am I? Should people trust more? Or should we be more afraid of people... We should trust more. We should expect the fact that most people aren't pedophiles and that, uh, you know, you should just be able to hook Santa. Anyway, the snowmen are boozing. Um, and young Bowie is being passed around uh, like a fucking past the parcel of snowmen. Uh, one of the Chinese, sorry, one of the snowmen has one of the iconic Chinese hats, the, the classic lampshade. And uh, I wonder if that's where Bowie came up with China Girl. He was like, "Oh, I like him," and I said, "Oh, snowman, just you shut your mouth." She sang, do 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 Shh. Anyway, Bowie gets a present from Santa, which, if you will recall, at the top of the film, the snowman, Bowie actually said that he got this from the snowman. Sorry, Santa actually gave it to him. And get this, yeah. When he opens the present on the label, the name James is on it. So, Bowie, I think you've been telling me a couple of tall tales. I don't think this happened to you at all. I wrote down here, it completely took me out of it, seeing the name James on that. Maybe it was very quick. I did try and pause it. Maybe it said Jones and David Bowie's real name is Davy Jones. But he couldn't go by that name because that was the name of the guy from the Monkees. Oh, I could hide beneath, fly beneath the wind of the bluebird as she sings. Remember Davy Jones? Anyway. He walks in. They return home. He walks in. And um, Snowman gives him a wave. And Bowie is like, he feels like there's something's not right. And he runs back out gives a snowman one last hug the next morning he wakes up is blinded by the sun and sees the melted corpse of his best friend his only friend and the sad music plays again because walking in the air is a sad song like you're flying around up there miserable and your hand's frozen because you're holding this big fucking frosty prick's hand. I need to, anyway and I just I wrote down here at the end That's what life is a good thing till it's not four stars So there you have it um my uh my 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 synopsis of the snowman Needs a bit of an upgrade. Needs CGI with the voice of Mark Ruffalo as the snowman. Um So guys, um I will be doing a couple of more of um we're we're gonna be in the silly season. We're gonna be talking um talking bad presents, we're gonna be talking Christmas cracker jokes. We have everything to talk about and more here on Tony Cantwell's Shit Show, and I will see you again. Oh, sorry, forgot to put this in. Guys, got a couple of dates. Hey, are you on Tinder? Cause I got a load, a couple of dates. Hey, are you in a Morocco market? Cause I've got a load of dates. Anyway, guys, uh, stop saying guys and girls and those who don't assign gender. Um, I will be doing some comedy. I am going on my first Irish tour, Pure Gras Tour. Um, from that iconic video I did that everyone's already forgotten. Um, So, on February 8th, uh, I will be in Galway at the Town Hall Theatre there. That may, in fact, be sold out, but great news, guys. There's another one on sale for February 9th in Galway. And February 13th, in uh, Cork, uh, Cypress Avenue. I believe this ticket's still available for that. Limerick uh, in uh, Dolans there on February twentieth. Uh, Can't wait to play. Uh, then February twenty-second uh, in Hoth uh, in the uh, the oh yeah the Abbey Tavern uh, in Hoth. Uh, then on March 14th uh, in Rattoath, the venue there in Rattoth. Uh March 21st, uh, Spirit Store in Dundalk. March 27th, Le Driocht in Blanche. And um, potentially be another Dublin date there. There is two Sugar Club shows there. I believe the I think 25th and 26th. Um, and they are currently sold out. Also December 17th, Tony cant Shit Show Live uh, is, well, I'm saying it, yet sold out. Thank you very much for people who bought tickets, really sound to you. Uh, I'll also be performing in Bray uh, as part of the Bray Comedy Festival, I'm doing my Pure Gras show there. And I'd love if you'd come, and it's a great present for Christmas, and I love you. And as Louis Walsh says, whenever he sees someone who's not particularly attractive who's performing Uh, Very poorly on uh, X Factor But he wants to say something nice And guys they love you And I love you too So uh, I'll see you next week Bye bye